Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. He has something to say. And he had something to say to Moses. He wanted to reveal his plan that he had, his strategy, how he was going to bring his people out and how he would use Moses for it. And you know, of course, Moses immediately comes with his fears. And his first fears, or one of his first fears was, but what if the people don't believe me? Is that your fear too? What if I talk to my parents, my children, my family? What if I talk to my neighbors, my school or uh, students or whomever? What if I talk to them and they don't believe me? That was Moses' fear. You read it in chapter 3, 4, 5, 6. Read it at home. Read it 10 times. There's so much in there. But he immediately said, he said, Lord, what if they don't believe me? And so God said, okay, Moses, I will give you a sign. I will give you a miracle that you can use to convince the people that I appeared to you and that I spoke to you and that I'm the one who has sent you to deliver them out of the bondage, out of the bondage of the taskmaster. He said, well, take the rod in your hand and throw it on the ground. And he threw it on the ground and it became a snake and immediately he ran away. I would do the same thing. <coughs> Snakes are not my forte. Huh? But okay, Moses call, uh, God calls Moses back. He says, Moses, come back. Take that snake by the tail. I'm glad God didn't use that sign and miracle in my life to convince others that he's alive. I mean, can you believe it? Hey, here you're praying, Lord, give me something in my life that will be a sign to others. And God says, take that snake by the tail. Lord, another sign, please. <laughs> Can you imagine? Be careful when you pray. Lord, give a sign through my life that my friends and neighbors will come to faith. You might say, Lord, what did I pray? Please rewind that, erase that. But the Lord will give it. And, and, and he took it by the tail and it became the rod again, the dead stick in his hand. Then God said, I'll give you another sign you can tell your you can tell my people that I send you. He said, put your hand in your bosom and now take it out again. And when he took it out, it was white of leprosy. Now, you know, leprosy is like AIDS in those days. It was a, a, a deaf disease. Unclean, you were kicked out of society. Here his hand was full of flakes and leprosy. And God said, now put it back in your bosom again. Take it out again. And you see, all the leprosy was gone. He said, now, and if they still don't believe it, he said, take some water, pour it out, and it will become blood. He gave him three signs that he could talk about, that he could use, how he could convince the others that it was God who sent him to deliver them and that God was going to deliver them and not Moses himself. And you know, God gives you signs, gives me signs. He gives us miracles. What miracle is there in your life that you can talk about to others so they will be convinced and they will know, man, God is alive. 
God must be alive. You know, sometimes we want to hide all the problems we are going through in life. It's not a bad thing to, you don't have to put your problems out there for everybody. But sometimes we want to hide everything because we think, well, how can that be a testimony? But, you know, when, when God has delivered you, set you free, done a miracle, some here have been sick. How many have been sick but God healed you? That's your testimony. That is your miracle. That is the sign that God gave you to use to talk to others how God sent you because what he did for you, he wants to do for them. Hallelujah. How many have been delivered by those demonic powers, by evil powers? Jesus said that he came into this world to break the works of the devil. Take that snake by the tail. Hallelujah. Take that snake by the tail. Let it turn a rod in your hand and tell others how God delivered you from that satanic and demonic power and it will be a sign and a testimony that God sent you. Oh, talk about your salvation. How the blood was poured out for you. How the blood washed you and cleansed you. Let them see how you are a new creation. We all have a story, don't we? Of a new nature that we have received and how we were in the old nature. Don't talk too long about the old nature. Talk more about the new things. Some people, they talk a half an hour about all the problems, all the needs, all the dirt in their life, the filth that they did and all the bad stuff that God had forbidden. They did it all and they said at the end, but God delivered me, hallelujah. But that's not the right testimony. Don't give honor to those things of the past. You can say it with two words and they will know. And then talk about the greatness of God. How he set you free. How that snake that was crawling around you. How you grabbed it by the tail in Jesus name and it became a rod in your hand. How that sickness. The sickness in your body. But maybe it was the sickness of your soul. That uncurable disease of sin that was dragging you to hell. How God cleansed you and set you free. Hallelujah. And now heaven's gates are open for you. And you know when that day is there, you will enter in. Well, you know, Moses had a second fear. He said, but God. Read it in verse 10. Chapter 4, verse 10. He said, but God. I cannot speak. Are you afraid? What will you say? What if they come with difficult questions? What if they will, you know, start to say things against you and they won't listen to you and now you're going to be in the middle of it. How are you going to get out? You're not a doctor in theology. You're not a pastor or a preacher or an evangelist. Lord, I cannot speak. It's funny because it says in Acts, How Moses in his first 40 years while he was in Egypt, he was a man mighty of words and mighty of deeds. While he was raised as Pharaoh's son. Remember that? He was a man mighty in deeds and mighty in words. And now at the burning bush he says, No habla espanol. I cannot speak. That's why in the New Testament it says... Don't be afraid for what you will say. Because the moment you are there, the moment you open your mouth, God will put his words in your mouth to speak. 
But it was his fear. He said, Lord, I cannot speak. And then he came with his final excuse, chapter 4, verse 13. He says, Lord, send somebody else. Just send somebody else. There's a little rebellion there. God got a little angry there. He said, Lord, send somebody else. Maybe he dressed it up in a little humility. Oh, Lord, there are others that are better than me. Send somebody else. Yes, there are others better than you. There are others better than me. But those are not the ones that God is sending. And he didn't ask them. He asked you. And maybe he asked them, but they said no. And you are not the first choice. Not the second or the third. But yet he asked you now. And now you say, Lord, send somebody else. But the Lord was very determined. No. Do you think I made a mistake? I didn't come here for nothing. I want you. I, I'm pointing that finger because I'm thinking of that poster of Uncle Sam. I want you. God said, I want you. But I learned at Walt Disney, you got to point with two fingers. Because one finger is like you're accusing. So two fingers is, it's that way. Yeah. But God said, I want you. And so Moses, he had a question in Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. He says, but Lord, who am I? Who am I that you would send me? These are, you know, legitimate questions. Who am I? God doesn't answer who he is, who Moses is. He said, what does it matter? I am with you. I like that answer. God doesn't say, you know, doesn't try to pep him, or how you call that in Holland, we say, you know, uh, how you say it, to, to just uh, encourage, but you know, to, to pump him up, or you know, Dutch, we say pep him, have a pepper, huh? Yeah, God doesn't say, well, you can do it. You can do it, Moses. Yes, but I am not rich. Oh, but you can do it. Yes, but I am not wise. Oh, but you can do it. Oh, but I'm not strong. Yes, but you can do it, Moses. Yes, I'm this, I'm not that, I'm such as a... Oh, you can do it. God doesn't work that way. If it comes down to it and God would be honest, he would say, no, Mo yes, Moses, you're right. You cannot do it. I've waited 80 years for you to come to this point where you will be finally convinced in your heart and you will say, I cannot do it. Because you can't do it, hallelujah. But I am with you. I am with you, hallelujah. You cannot do it, church. I cannot do it. Thank God that we know we cannot do it. But we know upon whom we have placed our trust. And he can do it. Oh, he can surely do it. He can do it. Makes me think of uh, Joshua who saw the angel of the Lord with the sword in his hand lifted high. And Joshua said, are you for us or against us? And again, he doesn't get that answer like I'm for you or I'm against you. He says, no, but I am the uh, commander and the chief of the armies of the host of the Lord. I like that. Are you for us? Or against it, it's like, do you want Coca-Cola or do you want 7-Up 
Or do you want tea? No. Huh? Or yes. Yeah, what do you want? What is it? Huh? There's no, no. He says, I am the commander in chief of the armies of the host of the Lord. The question is not, am I for you or am I against you? The question is, are you with me? If you are with me, then I'm with you. And if I'm with you, victory is assured. Hallelujah. Victory will be there. Praise the Lord. And Moses, he said, but Lord, who am I? God says, who cares who you are? It's not important who you are. It's that I am with you. Hallelujah. When I am with you. And then Moses' second question was, but okay, Lord. But then who are you? He says, Who will I say that sent me? Who are you? Who am I going to tell the people that you are? I don't even know who you are. And then God starts to speak. He says, I am who I am. I like that so much. He says, I am who I am. He's the great I am. And dear church, he still is the great I am today. Our God is still in control Our God is still reigning on high. He ruled the universe for thousands of years before you were born. And he will rule it for thousands more after you are gone. And who do you think you are? Who do I think I am that I, in my lifetime, I got to help him or all things will spin out of control. He upholds the stars The billions of stars. And he knows them by name. And he keeps them in their place. And you know what we can see of the universe. It is uncomprehensible. So large and so big. But yet it is only a little speck of the fullness of the universe. And he encompasses it all. And he is so great. And so large. And so big and yet so small and personal that he visits me. Knows what is going on in my life. Appears to me. And puts me and takes me and puts me in his plan. Yes, before the foundations of the world were laid, I was already on his mind. I was already on the drawing board. Don't ever say, well, I was a mistake of my parents. Something went wrong. They didn't want me. God wanted you. That's why you're here. Hallelujah. He has a plan and a purpose. You are on the drawing board. He knows your name. He knows your lifespan. He knows the purpose he has for you. And he knows the thoughts he has for you. Good thoughts. This year is going to be a good year for you. Hallelujah. He's going to appear to you. He's going to grab your attention somehow. This conference, this conference is his way of grabbing your attention. If you will just give him your attention, turn your face and your heart toward him, he will start to appear and reveal himself to you. And he will put his heart in your heart. Make your heart his heart. He will start to open your eyes to see people You know, it says when Jesus saw somebody, he saw them. I mean, we see people, but we don't see them. But he sees us and he sees us. Do you know what I'm saying? He sees us, everything. 
inside, outside, past, present, future, everything he sees. And he wants to open our eyes to see those that he has put us, connected us to, for in some way or the other, through us, he wants to bring his mighty deliverance to their life. But it, it is so important, church, to start to see that it's, it's God who visited this world. Even today, it says the eyes of the world are continuously going all, the eyes of the Lord are continuously going all over the world to see whose heart is opening up for him. He knows what people are feeling here in America and, 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 and in other parts of the world. And he wants to do something. And so he is appearing to his church. He is appearing to his children, to those that he has prepared. And you don't feel ready. You don't feel prepared. Moses didn't feel ready, didn't feel prepared. But he gave Moses signs and miracles. He gave him a testimony maybe you need to think back what is my testimony maybe you have forgotten what your testimony is and how powerful and how wonderful the testimony is that God gave you and you need to talk about your testimony again stop talking about church politics church problems all kinds of other problems start talking about how wonderful God is that he incorporated you into his family what a miracle he brought into your life to bring you into his family. That's your testimony. That's the sign. That's the miracle that will convince others that they will understand, yes, God also wants to deliver me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.